everyone. Welcome to episode nine of Paranormal Among Us. On today's show, I've got some ghost stories that I'd like to share with you. I'll do that in just a second. But first, a reminder, if you or someone you know has had an encounter with a UFO or has a ghost story to share, please email me at paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. That's paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. And I'll read it on a future episode. Okay, our first story comes to us from John. He says, When I was a kid, back in the early 70s, my mother had told me about a haunted house that was next door to them. One night, the daughter who lived in that house went to bed with a really bad headache, and she never woke up from her night's sleep. She had passed away from an aneurysm. After the funeral, the parents of the surviving child went on a getaway to clear their heads from the horrific event, and they asked my mother and her parents to watch the house for them and to check on their pets. They had a dog and a cat. One night, my mom and her father went over to check on the pets and make sure everything was okay in the house. They had a grand piano in that house as well, and while my grandfather went to check on the pets, my mother sat down and started to play the piano a little bit. As she was playing, she felt something brush past her leg. Instead of stopping, she continued to play, thinking that the cat must have come in by her. But then, it happened again, so my mother looked down, and she didn't see anything. She thought it was strange and then continued to play, when all of a sudden, she felt two hands grab her ankles. Of course, this scared her and she screamed and ran to her father. She explained that what had happened and after she had calmed down a bit, they finished looking after the pets and went home. Later, when the family returned home, my grandfather was telling them about what had happened and they said that when their daughter was alive, she used to sneak under the piano when her, her father was playing and helped him use the pedals. Needless to say, my mother never stepped foot in that house again. The next one comes from Geraldine, who writes, Just want to preface this email by saying that I never believed in ghosts until I moved into a one-bedroom apartment about 10 years ago. I had just moved out of my parents' home and into a cool little apartment complex a few miles away, you know, to have my freedom. I had only been in the apartment for a few nights when I came home from work one night and found the thick wood board that had went to the attic from the hallway smashed to pieces. Just in case, I took some pictures and sent to the landlord an email to see if he had sent someone to do some kind of work in the attic. He said he, he said no, he hadn't. Shortly after that email, the landlord called me and told me that the last couple of tenants that lived in that apartment had the same issue. He said that nothing else had happened in the apartment, just the board being broken a couple times, and assured me that he would replace the board. A month or so later, I woke up in the middle of the night with a feeling that someone was rubbing my legs. I was so scared that I couldn't move. Finally, after what seemed like 30 minutes, the feeling stopped and everything in the apartment went quiet and still. After a few minutes of quietness, I finally had enough courage to get up and turn on the light, grabbed a bat, and walked out into the hallway. I turned on every single light in that apartment and started watching TV to settle myself down. It was only 5 a.m. and still dark outside. After a few minutes, a fuse blew and I was stuck in the darkness again. When I heard my dog Lucy, who was screaming like something was hurting her, I grabbed my keys and I got the hell out of that apartment. Once the sun came up and I had calmed down again, I went back inside and to an eerily quiet apartment. I couldn't find Lucy anywhere though. The windows and doors were all closed so she couldn't have gotten out, but when I heard her yelping again from the bathroom this time, I ran in to see her soaking wet, and as I was drying her off, I began to hear what sounded like boxes being drugged on the floor of the attic above me. 
I walked out to the hallway, and as I was under the entrance to the attic, I heard what sounded like a little kid whisper, It's your turn. It's your turn. Then it all went quiet. Later that morning, I called the landlord to tell him what had happened, and I told him about the whispering. He said, Oh, you heard that too. Then proceeded to tell me that the previous tenants had heard whispering too. I stayed in that apartment for 18 months, and I heard whispering a couple more times, and had the board and had the board that was leading into the attic break twice. I still hear from the landlord from time to time when the current tenants have encounters, but I simply tell him, not my concern anymore. This next one comes from Jen. She writes, One night around sunset, a few of my friends and I were driving around town and ended up driving through a very large graveyard. We stopped and got out, which probably wasn't a greatest idea for a bunch of young girls. We walked down a little hill and ended up by a little pond. We all noticed that there was someone on the other side of the pond just sitting there. It wasn't a big pond, but it was far enough away that we couldn't make out any features other than that he was wearing a top hat. Being the friendly people that we were, and probably a little naive, we shouted hi and waved at the man. He didn't seem to flinch, just continued to sit very still on the rock. We kept an eye on this person when all of a sudden, he started running towards us, across the water. But the water was as still as can be. We started screaming and ran back to the car. Shortly after we started running, someone looked back and noticed that the person had completely disappeared. Not a trace. But we were still running away from the situation. When we got back to the car, we all got in, but the car wouldn't start. Then all of a sudden, we heard something banging on the trunk of the car. We all turned around, and there was no one outside. My friend continued to try to start the car, but it wouldn't turn over. I even got my phone out to call my parents to see if they could come and help us and I didn't have any cell phone service. In fact, none of us did. We tried and tried to start the car. Meanwhile, every so often we would hear the banging on the trunk again. Finally, after several tries, the car started and we sped out of that cemetery. Once we got out of the gates, our cell phones had service again, but we didn't stop until we were at my friend's house. The next morning, my friend called me to say that she had noticed one single handprint on the trunk of the car, right in the middle. None of us had touched the back of that car that night. Our last story comes to us from Charlotte. She writes, I recently attended my 20th high school reunion in a little town in Kansas. I flew into Kansas City and had to drive a bit to get to my hometown. On my way, about three miles outside the city, I came across someone on the side of the road whose car had broken down. He flagged me down, and as it turned out, it was my friend Jake from high school. He was on his way to the reunion when his car died on him. As we drove into town, we talked a bit, and I asked him if he wanted to go to the reunion, and then I could take him home afterwards for him to deal with his car. He declined, and asked if I could just drop him off at his house on the opposite side of town. When we got there, he asked me if I could just drop him off at the entrance to the subdivision, and he would just walk home. I said, sure. I dropped him off, and then proceeded to the reunion. Had a great time at the reunion, reconnecting with some old friends, when I mentioned that I just gave Jake a ride home from where his car had broken down. After I mentioned that, everyone fell silent, and they were all looking at me strangely. Finally, someone told me that Jake had died near that area where I'd found him three years ago. They all went into detail about going to his funeral and everything. It was clearly Jake that I had remembered. Later when I got home, I looked it up, and sure enough, he died in a crash with a drunk driver three years ago. And there you go. Whether you believe these stories or not, they are enough to send chills down your spine. They did me when I read them. Hope you enjoyed them. 
Once again, if you have a paranormal story that you would like to share, please email me at paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. That's paranormalamongus72 at gmail.com. And just like these stories, I'll be happy to read them on a future episode. Thank you all for watching. Until next time, be safe, and I will see you on the next episode of Paranormal Among Us.